Today, with any luck, I'm gonna be focusing on my favorite one-liners. Now, these are one-liners that I have created, come up with myself, and uh, some of them are uh, just, they're there, they're, they're in the ether. They've always been. All right, so I'll start out with my favorite one I made up myself. Well, I've altered myself, and that is, when you point a finger, there are three pointing right back at you with a thumb right up God's ass. Ooh, here's a one-liner from like long ago. I believe like the 80s. Most of our time is spent cleaning up the mess we've made having fun. Oh man, now I gotta backpedal. All right. That crazy person that I call Wong the crazy, I call him crazy. All right, well, I just randomly found the clip on him and posted it up and uh, come to realize that, that I'm now a fan. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan. Wong, wow, after all these years of, uh, of, <laughs> of, I don't know if disagreeing would be the right word, but um, of not being in parallel, let's say, I think uh, I finally see eye to eye, at least with Master Wong and this particular presentation. Integrity Radio. Dog. God. Fuzzy slippers. If you don't mind being challenged, then I think I'll take you up on that. Philosophy, as opposed to psychology, philosophy seems to be very subjective. It also seems to be very uh, intellectually masturbatory. Um, whereas psychology is... Um, it specifically expresses why we do things and and how uh, our brains and emotions work. So I really don't see where um, that bridge is. Uh, uh, perhaps you could be more uh, elaborate. All right, thank you. A great topic on awkwardness. I don't tend to feel awkward, uh, but I have in the past, and I think your advice on how to deal with awkwardness is, is right on, spot right on. Um, you know, those times where awkwardness uh, maybe should, where I sh <laughs> maybe should feel awkward, I'd just blow it off to good old human stupidity, which we all have plenty of. So, uh, all right. There's my two cents, Integrity Radio. I've just been informed that my reading glasses are not strong enough. They've, they haven't been strong enough. I've just been struggling all this time thinking that my vision is going worse. No, it's just I didn't get the right reading glasses. So here it is. I'm going to take the glasses off or on, however you want to put it. This is the great challenge and uh philosophy versus psychology me psychology 
the great everything, philosophy. I say philosophy takes a back seat to psychology. Uh, psychology is, in fact, the most mysterious and misunderstood of all the sciences. It's not philosophy. Philosophy has been, uh, oh, philosophy's been around for a long time. I mean, we're talking, you know, geez, what are some of the the great philosophers? uh, And they even go prior to this, but we're talking a few hundred years BC, but uh, Hippocrates... And if I'm saying these wrong, come on, leave me alone. Aristotle, Versalius, Galen, Wundt, uh, Eisnick. Okay, now we're kind of getting more contemporary. But uh, no, philosophy has been around for a long time. They've been trying to get it right for a long time. Uh, now, you had talked about repeatable experiments. I hope I'm not jumping around too much here. But And that uh, that there has there hasn't been any or there have been few or now let me talk let's talk about this for a second uh if they're an error they were repeatable at their time so that's what you're saying they they wound up not being repeatable well not repeatable after time because we are a dynamic organism we are changing our culture is changing and whatnot it's changing faster than philosophy can keep up with let's put it that way Just as physics and chemistry experiments were repeatable for their time, science is not subjective in the same sense that you claim. Uh, You know, physics now bows its head to evolutionary biology. You believe that? And, uh, you know, the scientific method is a method of constant refinement and not patching holes. You know, uh, philosophy and religion tend to have to make a you know, just sort of backtrack and fill the holes in, and but not science. Science isn't subjective in that sense. Science is constantly trying to refine itself, so it's always going to be wrong in reference to the future of any uh, progress that's made on whatever that subject is. Um, okay, if. Your argument is that philosophy is valid because it's been around a long time or precluded the other sciences, then you would be giving weight to all sorts of nonsense, such as alchemy, which, uh, by the way, was Newton's favorite pastime, or necromancy. Sam Harris speaks a great uh, speaks to a great extent about neuroscience and uh, and the monkey experiment which is groundbreaking. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, As a side note, I want to say that Sam Harris does jujitsu and, um, well, he needs to train in Wing Chun. It's just the little things, man. It's the little things that get you. Uh, And he also promotes spirituality, so he's somewhat of an apologetic uh, in that camp, which I am not. Um, And... You know, I, I've, I've been a Christian. I've been a Buddhist. And, you know, Buddhism actually kind of is more offensive to me in many ways because of this whole enlightenment thing. It's almost like Jews, you know, the God's chosen people. I mean, really, are you, are you really trying to start a fight here? So, uh, let me see. I, I'm going to have to go into another episode here. Um, 
but let me tell you, I can, I, I'm not convinced and I couldn't disagree with you more, especially on Mahler. Oh my God, Mahler. I, I, I just want to, I, I want to kill myself when I hear Mahler. All right, Integrity Radio. You know, extrapolation really uh, blows my mind, how people extrapolate information and how, you know, (laughs) how they interpret it and extrapolate it. Um, All right, so back, this is round two of psychology versus philosophy. I acknowledge that philosophy, as as the root to psychology. Yeah, in the same manner that I acknowledge alchemy as the beginnings of chemistry. Now, Hippocrates, uh, Aristotle, Versalius, Galen, Wundt, Eisnick are the shoulders we stand upon, but not under. They were not entirely correct. And science has only recently been able to better objectify over history, time and space, and wash the the subjectivity away. You know, uh, for instance, uh, extrapolation. Uh, I I looked through Newton's Principia, I leafed through it. It's predominantly a physics book. And uh, Ronnie, she's a she's a math uh, major in college. Uh, she, this is actually uh, more of what she is, uh, you know, come to discern from Newton's Principia. It's a physics book. And it has very little to do with philosophy. In fact, he preferred the term rational mechanics. So, uh, yeah, listen, Galen, Descartes, Kierkegaard, Galton, to Genet. Now, they led us to behaviorism and thus cognitive psychology. Now, the latter forming only about 50 years. So, I mean, cognitive psychology is only 50 years it's taken. It, it took this long for philosophy to become cognitive, which is then called. It's not called philosophy anymore. Cognitive philosophy is called psychology. Neuroscience has really advanced and has has skyrocketed the science of the brain and body. I refer specifically to Benjamin Libet, the experiment of Benjamin Libet, L-E-B-I-T, uh, and this was back in the 1980s, so it's very recent. And his experiment proved that the brain has an owner, and it is the physical, biological machine we call our bodies. The, there is no spirit or mind. And uh, this experiment, uh, by the way, if you're not familiar with it, had shown that our bodies actually inform our brains and tell our brains. Not the other way around. I mean, we can get it to do that for basic functions. Okay, so 
That's not to say the concepts aren't without historical or uh, archaeological uh, importance. I am suggesting that we not give anything more than historical importance to the so-called science of philosophy. Neuroscience and a dawn in understanding of psychology is emerging. And this is very exciting. All right. Round two. Integrity Radio. And by the way, thank you, Patrick, for this topic matter. I have been searching for a worthy opponent. And uh, believe me when I tell you, it's the greatest compliment I can give to say um, that I accept uh, your challenge of my challenge. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Like they say in Hawaii, aloha, Integrity Radio. Okay, well, I I don't really care so much to be overly educated on anything until I make a comment on it. But (laughs) from the information that I'm getting right now, which I I highly trust, (laughs) is that um, Newton named his book Philosophy of Principia or whatever, right? Well, what, what is that what it's called? He put the, the title philosophy into his book. Yeah, he put the term in there, right. He was making a dig at, at Descartes. Yeah, and he, he, was, he was making a dig at Descartes. He was, he was trying to rid uh, uh, Descartes' theory and replace it with his own. Right. Uh, is, so anyway, we're going to look into that. Of course, we're not going to just say that this is fact or there's not there's not other information that needs to be added to this but i think just that little bit of information yeah and of course you know newton did die from <laughs> from alchemy <laughs> you know from being an alchemist he died from being wrong right so uh as great of uh, a scientist that Newton was, and he's probably the greatest living alchemy, scientist known alchemy, to mankind. At the time, alchemy was not proven to be wrong. That's right. He alchemy. didn't know it was yeah. wrong. He was, right. he was a scientist and he was testing the theories of alchemy. Made, uh, yeah, how does he could have been right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not wrong until it's proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and he wasn't an atheist either, I believe. Uh, he was somewhat of a right. spiritual guy. Uh, right. I, I don't think you could live. I think atheism is pretty I don't think you're allowed to openly be an atheist uh, this particular. Uh, hey, even in this particular day and age, you're not allowed to be an atheist, depending on what family you're in and stuff. So, uh, you know, yeah. So to uh, say that a certain scientist, uh, you know, even Einstein, who that's a great debate. And we all know that Einstein was an atheist, but he, he certainly didn't spend his time prancing around as an atheist. You just make those intelligent assertions from reading his letters and from the things that, uh, you know, he's, he's written and said. So, all right, that's just a little, a little nippet, snippet, ping-pong to the poem, Integrity Radio. All right, here's a quick little context. 
Rene Descartes, he lived at about 1596 to 1650. And uh, in context, uh, regarding mind-body dualism, uh, prior to Descartes, there was the 4th century Greek philosopher Plato that claims that the body is from the material world, but the soul or mind is from the immortal world of ideas. And then uh, 4th century BC Greek philosopher Aristotle says that the soul and body are inseparable. The soul is the actuality of the body. And uh, a little bit of context. After Descartes, 1710, in a treatise concerning the principles of human knowledge, Anglo-Irish philosopher George Berkeley claims that the body is merely the perception of the mind. And in 1904, in Does Consciousness Exist, William James asserts that consciousness is not a separate entity, but a function of particular experiences. Now, duality is the problem. It really is the great problem. It's what we're trying to really get away from and, uh, and not put so weight. Uh, does it exist? Well, of course it exists, especially since we uh, promote it so much. But it is part of us that we can do without. Uh, things aren't just black and white. And, well, then there are things that are black and white. Anyway, I don't want to get too self-indulgent here, but I just wanted to give you a little context and info on Rene Descartes, who, uh, uh, from what I'm hearing, was the mortal enemy of Newton, who was, had a little bit of some nuts in his closet too, but all right, Integrity Radio. You know, the Liebitz finding really was groundbreaking. And I want to talk about a little bit more. It is difficult to identify exactly when a person becomes aware of his action. Some findings indicate that awareness comes after actions have already begun in the brain. Now, I'm reading this from Wikipedia. And uh, on timing intentions compared to actions, a study by Masao Masuhashi, and Mark Hallett, published in 2008, claims to have reclaimed Leibitz's findings without relying on subjective report or clock memorization on the part of participants. The authors believe that their method can identify the time, T, at which a subject becomes aware of his own movement. Matsuhashi and Hallett argue that this time only varies but often occurs after early phases of movement genesis have already begun, as measured by the readiness potential. They conclude that a person's awareness cannot be the cause of, mo of movement and may instead only notice the movement. Now, this is huge. If you don't understand how this is huge, then you really need to uh, meditate on this uh, a bit more. Look into it. Read into it because this is huge. All right, Integrity Radio. 
Okay, so where does Wing Chun fit into all this? Simple. With all the evidence in place, Wing Chun is a method of attaining center, balance, harmony with other human beings. It's not a philosophical idea. It's a physical method, a physical process, I like to say. System isn't really a good word. A process. It really is the missing link. Wing Chun allows you to value what it is that the body is trying to tell you, what the body is trying to teach you. It's allowing you to embrace your unique perspective, which is very difficult to do. Quite often what we do instead is regurgitate all that we have learned or known prior. How often do we speak so authoritatively on things that we just merely heard about ourselves and did not experience. We have a choice. We could ride this vessel, which is our life, or we can have our vessel ridden for us. And I think we would all choose the first. How do you get there? You get there through Siontel. And the body will inform the brain. I promise you this. Integrity Radio. Cognitive Science Video Series Part 1 Cognition is defined to be the mental action or process of acquiring knowledge and understanding through thought, experience, and the senses. So with that definition in mind, what exactly is cognitive science? It's a broad interdisciplinary field that aims to understand how the mind and brain function. How does the brain store and access information? How are the mind and brain related, or what even exactly is the mind? Cognitive science seeks to reverse engineer some of the most complicated and poorly understood processes that occur in all of our heads. Cognition, which allows us to solve complicated problems or simply perceive the world around us, is the underlying mechanism behind literally everything we do. As one would expect of a study that seeks to answer such elusive and seemingly intangible questions, Cognitive science depends upon the exploration of various fields of study, which include philosophy, to formulate the right questions in order to guide any scientific pursuit of knowledge, anthropology, to understand the history and the present of human culture, psychology and linguistics, in order to examine the manifestation of mental processes as behaviors, neuroscience, for the biological mechanisms of the physical brain, and computational modeling to understand and try to replicate the processes of the mind. The question that cognitive science asks seems simple enough. We know of the physical brain and the intangible mind, now how do these work together? As we continue to learn and grow in all of these interconnected fields of study, we will come to appreciate just how vast and complicated the answer, if there really is one, truly is. Thanks for watching, and be sure to check out our future videos that explore each of the fields of study and how they contribute to cognitive science as a whole.
Hazy, so I gotta admit, I'm not sure I understand your argument, but I believe my argument might not have come across as clearly as I intended, because I'm not saying that all philosophy is valid, as I'm not even really sure what that statement would mean. It would be like saying that every science experiment works. And I'm also not saying that philosophy has primacy over psychology, and I believe I stated that. I'm merely defending philosophy from your claim that it is merely masturbatory, whereas psychology actually answers questions, and that therefore Therefore, psychology somehow takes a front seat. So I, I deliberately would never answer which discipline is, quote, better. So just to be super clear, my argument isn't that philosophy is better. My argument is that one can't say that psychology is for a number of reasons, including the replication crisis I mentioned, which is a serious problem that psychology is facing. Ask any psychologist. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to respond. It's uh, much appreciated. Integrity Radio. I think it would be wise to make something clear. I've said it before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up again. And that is, in my perspective, there really is not more than one more than one degree of difference between any given human on the planet. So by saying that as far as fault, good, bad, those sorts of concepts are concerned, I think that we can only separate ourselves by at most one degree. In other words, there could only be 49 to 51% fault given. No more, no less. If you can accept this premise, then we can continue forward with such a small difference between humans and acknowledging that small bit of difference then it becomes very challenging to truly point out what is the difference what is the difference between our perspectives and the way that we think and the way that we behave what i'm trying to get at is I find it stimulating to find someone that is very, very similar to yourself. But then find out what those differences are and create a greater sum of the two parts. I hope I'm making myself clear here. Essentially, this is a Buckminster Fuller idea that one whole plus another whole uh, is at least three or more. Um, again, you'll have to look up Bucky Four if you don't understand that. Okay, this is going to be a little hard to follow, but I got to say it. When you have two people that are very similar and then you try to find just those few things that make you very different and have different points of view to be able to talk about those things enables you to create a more increment of measure and the more increment of measure you have which is in, in essence a certain amount of pain involved work involved the more space of beauty progress and uh, all these wonderful things that we can't quantify 
more of those are created as well. Now this is huge stuff, and if you're not getting it, then I understand, but you should try to get it. If you disagree with it, then perhaps you can be just as succinct or more succinct as to why you wouldn't agree with this. All right, let, let me give you an example. This might help. One person believes in a higher power, maybe a god or just some sort of higher power, somebody, something more uh, than what we actually you know. And then another person does not believe in a higher power. Perhaps you would consider that person atheist or... Uh, secular, but they do not believe in a higher power. They uh, pretty much are a contemporary evolutionary biologist standpoint, as opposed to maybe a progressive spiritualist. Uh, doesn't necessarily believe in Christianity, uh, but has a sense of there being a higher or greater power. Now these two people pretty much share everything in life the same they 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 eat shit and sleep all the same it's just their idea of life is just different in that respect it will be through discussing those little details those little differences where all the wonderful beautiful things will come that's what i love about language is it's a it's a great introduction to physical language or physical communication. All right, if I haven't confused you too much, uh, then <laughs> that's good. Integrity Radio, if you got questions, bring them on. Hey, Z here. I'm talking to you backstage from my great challenge with the great everything. And um, I, I don't think the fight's over. I, I think we have um, more rounds to go. But the rounds that we um, delivered were heavy and hard. No, all kidding aside, thank you very much, Patrick. And, and I do look forward to um, arguing our cases if we have anything left to argue. The reason I say have anything left to argue is because, you know, just like placebos, you know, placebos are very important. And you say the word placebo and people are offended, but placebos are very important for the brain and they actually work. To what extent? Okay. And, and when placebos are at work, will other people... Uh, nefarious people try to uh, state otherwise yeah yeah well same thing with uh, history well history is very suspect but history actually is very important especially at when we can uh, unveil uh, as much information uh, and true truth out of history which is challenging right so um, you know I think philosophy belongs in that category of very important history and um, so I may have been a bit of a troll um, by putting uh, philosophy down over psychology however I, I do uh, uh, stand on the point that psychology is making amazing uh, progressions that um, 
have very little to do with uh, philosophy, uh, certainly, you know, old philosophy. <laughs> you know, oh, there may be new emerging fields of philosophy that I'm unaware of that may be very valid, um, but um, I'm not aware of those, and maybe you can educate me on uh, these emerging uh, methods, uh, because philo- uh, psychology certainly uh, has emerged out of uh, the dark uh, recently. So, um, yes, are, are, are we able to stand on our arguments, or do we maybe have to just refine our words <laughs> for our types, right? Okay. Uh, well, hey, thank you for listening, and uh, I really would like to hear what other people have to say about this, chiming in. I'm really stoked to hear um, the Chad Sifu um, perspective on this. Thank you very much. And um, all right, folks, Integrity Radio.